All right. Hey, would you mind holding on a second while I get some tea? Yeah, go right ahead. Yeah, just take a second. And, All right. Uh, listeners cool. will time travel. You wear that. Shit. <laughs> I don't know why that makes me laugh every time. It's so loud. Sorry, guys. We're just laughing because we get this this female voice screaming in our head. This meeting's being recorded. Came out of nowhere. Like we never used to have who, that. Who put that on there? Yeah, I wish Ooh. we could take that off. God. Yeah. Okay. So, you to share some. Yeah, yeah. So I, I just wanted to say that uh, we. we We've had uh, we've had so many uh, speeches and things with Joe Biden lately, and I I just kind of think that uh, boy, this the the man is acting a little bit odd. Uh, but I, okay, so he had a press conference yesterday, and he was talking about the the whole uh, bipartisan uh, bill that they have that's going through. It's a little bit complicated what he's talking about, uh, but he started doing some things that I uh, thought were kind of interesting, and I hadn't seen this before. I'll just play. It was during the press uh, conference. It was actually during the question and answer period. Now, I have to give credit to Joe Biden. I've actually never seen him take this many questions from the press, just boom, boom, oh. boom. Uh, and I, I thought that was good. I'm glad that he's starting to do that because he never does that. And uh, But there were some oddities. So let me play this for you. I got them $1.9 trillion relief so far. Dude, that ain't real. Any checks in the mail that are consequential. That's not real. Yeah, I saw it. On the environment. Pay them more. This is an employee's, employee's bargaining chip now. That ain't real. What's happening? Yeah, it's real, all right. And uh, he did no, that three times during the speech. I watched the speech yesterday. Um, he did it three times during the speech. I mean, during the, 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 the question and answer period. It wasn't during the speech. Um, and they asked him these questions, and he suddenly, I guess for a dramatic effect, he whispered it into the microphone, but boy, it sure did come off as odd. Sure looked fake. I mean, so me. so much odd that you can't even believe that that was real. That's, that's the funniest that's part. Yeah. But uh, I know you don't believe it, but I saw it live when it was happening. So okay. uh, that is what happened. And uh, he's been doing that more and more lately where he whispers something into the microphone to to really make an effect. But, you know, he, he was... Um, when was this, that? This is yesterday. Um, then why is that it not in the news? Like in like the uh, Daily it, Mail, it big news. It's, it's out there. Uh, you can find it pretty easily. I mean, I found that on that was under just a little uh, montage of the of the speech. But like I said, I was watching it live yesterday, and that I thought I found it odd, and somebody put it all together. Uh, so I thought I'd play it for you. You know, he had another speech earlier this week about violence, crime and across the country. I mentioned some of the content earlier, but uh, it seemed as though he was asleep. Um, a lot of the words I couldn't understand what he was saying. He was slurring a lot of the words. He was speaking in an unbelievably monotone voice. He seemed like he might have taken a sleeping pill beforehand. Uh, it was really strange. And then when you go back to the G7 conference that that we just had, whoops, um, he he was uh, seeming befuddled there as well. And, and to, 
there were several points that uh, seemed very strange, but one of them was at a point where the uh, Prime Minister of England was introducing the people around the table. He had just introduced the President of South Africa, and then Joe Biden pump, uh, pipes in and says, and don't forget the President of South Africa. <laughs> and and uh, uh, the Prime Boris turns to Biden and says, uh, uh, yes, thank you. I, I, I already, I just did that. And he goes, oh, I didn't hear you. And he goes, yeah, uh, no. and he's kind of holding them back a little bit. And meanwhile, all the other presidents are laughing seemingly at Biden. At the very same time, uh, somebody comes into the view of the camera and says, all right, time to leave and pushes the cameraman out of there. We're seeing this kind of thing a lot when Joe Biden has sort of his moment. Mm. It seems like his handlers come out and chase the cameras away immediately. Yeah. And uh, I don't think this is a good thing, uh, especially, you know, he met with Putin last week as well. Didn't get anything out of it. Putin did. He got that pipeline. Um, I just wonder. He, he seems to think that he's doing very well. And the approval ratings for Joe Biden are pretty darn good. Mm -hmm. So I, I just that. wonder how that could be mainstream media. Uh, yeah, that's mainstream media. It while it's taking dips, it's not dipping fast enough because it's just it's mind control. It seems like it. Um, no, it's just so you know, every so wrong. Everything about it. It it, it 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 is very interesting how I when I saw these speeches myself and I thought holy moly, what's happening here? But then when I saw the debrief from MSNBC and CNN, you would have thought that the greatest diplomat in <laughs> world history had just spoken. Yeah. And uh, I just think how much longer can we, I mean, let's, let's just look at it. I mean, even the look on his face looks a bit befuddled. What do you pull it up here now? Uh, this is part of his creepy voice thing, but can can you okay, hear? Okay, I'm not not getting the volume on this. Now. You right. got to click that little button wow. before you when you share it. There's a button on the left hand that says share sound. Oh, I see. Hey, look at that. All right, I hope it's not too loud. Yeah. But this um. Oh crap! I think I screwed that up. Um new share let's try that share yeah. sound let's go to this and uh oh my god please install the zoom audio device restart the i no i'm not gonna get this sound. yeah too bad yeah so this um yeah not in this one though. but this uh, headline is uh biden tells small businesses to increase wage bill cool well that was the part at the end that he was whispering where he was like okay. give him a raise so barry this is important what we're talking about here. Uh -huh. Biden was addressing the inflation that's happened under his administration. Of mm -hmm. course, inflation is going to happen under his oh, administration. Yeah. I mean, he was just bragging about the $1.9 trillion stimulus package that he passed. There were other other huge amounts of dollars that have been spent in the 150 days or so that he's been here. It's been uh, quite incredible. Uh, it hasn't affected every way of life that we have gasoline prices impact almost all of us which actually have a multiplicative impact on our groceries because of shipping and um and so we're seeing prices going up pretty dramatically all around so in 
in him redressing the inflation, he said, number one, that the experts are saying that, yes, inflation is happening. And the experts are saying that it's going to tick up, uh, but it's going to dramatically go down very quickly. But he didn't give any mm. kind of, uh, you know, reason or valid reason why that would be. He just yeah. said that. How could Second, it possibly be? Secondly, he said that, uh, but, uh, you know, people are complaining that uh, there's all these jobs that are out there and nobody's going back to work. Right. And he goes that he actually said that that was part of his plan. And then he got close to the mic and he said he was speaking to the business owners and saying that if you're upset that nobody's coming back to work, pay them more money. That's what that gave them more money. That's what he was whispering. Mm. Uh, so it wasn't just that he was saying it. It was almost like the whispering part that I mean, I don't know if I'm a business leader who's been terribly hurt by uh, the the impact of the covid shutdowns. I'm looking at my. Uh, my operating margins and they're negative 530 mm -hmm. percent. Mm -hmm. And here's Joe, the president and the leader of the free world whispering in a very condescending way that I'm supposed to actually uh, give more money that I don't have. How does that even make any sense whatsoever? This sounds like a president that's 100 percent out of touch with reality doesn't actually understand how business works. I don't understand economics whatsoever. It's uh, like that one uh, lady running for governor of New York wanted people to stop prosecuting shoplifters again, because they think that in renters, Cynthia Nixon, yeah, supposed to take the hit on uh, people not paying rent, because they think that business owners are rich. That's it. Just a flat blanket statement of thought. Yeah. They just have this money that they can that they just want to you know pay them more because you're rich and you should pay. That's this is not how business operates. Right. In fact, when the government starts to control wages, well, that's exactly what the uh, uh, um, that that's what the Nazis were doing. Um, that that's what fascism is. Um, I'm not saying they're Nazis, but fascism is a real thing. And you're, the, you're admitting that that you're manipulating business this way. That's not right. And that puts a lot of business out of business and it puts people out of a job. The very people that he's constantly saying that he's trying to help uh, the black and brown people, the lower income people. Those are the people that will lose their jobs first. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because most business owners, small business owners are middle class, even lower middle class. The The gap between the very wealthy and middle class has just gotten astronomically huge. You can't lump a small business owner in with them. It's a good point. It's yeah, a really good point that you're always, making. always trying to get more and more out of the small business person. This is an interesting thing that you're saying, because the perception is that business owners are like the monopoly guy. But you're right, is that that most business that happens here in this country is small business yeah. and small business owners are just like you and me. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're the ones that, that get hit by this. Oh, Joe Biden also talked about. Uh, this infrastructure plan yesterday that, of course, 
uh, people making $400,000 or less are not going to be impacted by the taxes, but those who do make $400,000 or more uh, will get impacted by the taxes. So it's interesting to note that anytime politicians talk like this, it doesn't actually work out the way that they're saying. Never, no. Uh, but you, you can also, even if that were true, that um, the people below 400 aren't going to see higher taxes, they will see a higher cost of living as a result of the higher taxes going on to the 400,000 uh, plus. Remember that um, that also uh, includes many small businesses because small businesses aren't always set up as uh, an individual business or sometimes tied to people's personal finances as well. We got a lot of things to think about here. And uh, it doesn't seem like there's anybody that's keeping their eye on the ball in Washington. No, no, I totally agree with you. Oh, uh, let's see. Uh, oh, I had something else in my notes I wanted to tell you about. Where did it go? I lost my notes. You know, there you're sharing are. your screen. Oh, am I? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, let's see. Oh, it was the transgender thing i do think oh no there's this additional one this is just a little bit of a uh something to make you angry uh, silver silverton colorado mayor sparks outcry by banning the pledge of allegiance they defied him and stood up and recited it you didn't hear about that one <laughs> i love it i love that that is yeah. awesome it got some bullet points here. Mayor Shane Furman, uh, and I watched the video too, That's announced awesome. the ban of a the ban at a board of trustees meeting last week. He said the move of, of banning the pledge was in response to quote direct and indirect threats and inappropriate comments in and out of public meetings. He did not elaborate on the nature or threats of those or or comments. Attendees reacted to the announcement by standing up and reciting the Pledge of Allegiance before Furman threatened to kick them out. Colorado mm -hmm. Congresswoman uh, Lauren Bo Bobert showed the video and incident on Twitter and called it an anti-American disgrace. I got a link to that, too. Wow. If you wanted wow. to see it. But, um, man, that's another one of those instances of power corrupting. And I've seen it here repeatedly. At, you know, at a local government level, you got somebody that formerly has been a very nice person, say on city council or something, then they get elected mayor and all of a sudden they're a different person. And they're, you know, all of a sudden acting like this guy. And uh, man, you got to get rid of those people. I, I don't know who it said it or where it said, but it is said that we in America, it is our duty to always make sure to remind government officials that they are working for us. Yes. Not, yeah. Not, you know, that they are not ruling over us. We are ruling over them. Somebody and, should tell Eric Swalwell that who threatened us with nukes this week. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> but uh, you see it on a local level. You yeah. see it on a, you see it on uh, a all around. Yeah. You're yeah. right though, Barry, is yeah. that in, in fact, I think more people here that are just common citizens that aren't, you know, politicians and everything need to really get that message themselves. They need to understand yeah. th that uh, before they can say that, they need to understand that that's absolutely the truth. And of course, people that are in power don't want you to 
absolutely know that. So uh, it's important. It's really important to get this stuff out of there. Hey, uh, I had a couple of things here. We had uh, some court cases that have been settled here recently. Uh, one of them here in California, where there was a legal settlement, California forced to stop discriminating against churches, and they must pay their legal fees. Wow. Uh, so so um, this is a permanent injunction that happened here in California, uh, which means this. Actually, two churches here in California sued the state government because of the lockdowns mm -hmm. that just were lifted for the church just about a month ago uh, because of this court case. And now churches can meet. The permanent injunction here in California means that the state of California can never shut down churches the way that they did before. Um, that the restrictions on churches cannot be more severe than restrictions on retail. Mm -hmm. uh, that's and that, that sounds fair to me uh, yeah, because because they the churches were deemed non-essential and therefore people couldn't go to church. Now there's studies that have come out, uh, Barry, since uh, the beginning of COVID that show uh, that are talking about mental health and how sure. uh, mental health has declined for Absolute the general suicidal? population, yeah. except for people who maintain contact with their their church or their spiritual, whatever their higher power, however it is, those sure. people seem to escape the mental damage. And not only that, those people seem to actually do better uh, through sure. the pandemic. So here's the state shutting that down. That can never happen again. Sets a legal precedent. That's how uh, that's how courts work. Is that legal precedents sure. get set by court cases like this. Sets a legal precedent for the rest of the country. Uh, two other court cases went to the Supreme Court, another one uh, regarding the church in Philadelphia. Uh, the Catholic Church uh, was eliminated from, um, from the adoption services that they were doing in Philadelphia. They got shut down because of uh, what they were saying was discrimination. The church was not willing to uh, adopt children to same-sex marriages. And therefore, Philadelphia shut down the adoption, the Catholic adoption agency. Well, uh, the court, the Supreme Court stood by the church and said that you cannot discriminate uh, based on religion, which is, that's part of their religious doctrine. So uh, another protection from the church. It was a unanimous decision by the court, which is interesting um, when you take a look at the dynamics of the, of the court being something like uh, um, six to three, so-called conservatives versus liberals, but they're all on the same page on this. And another one they were all on the same page was the Obamacare challenge. Uh, unanimously voted to uh, keep Ob Obamacare going. And the interesting thing about that was the Amy Comey Barrett um, uh, testimonies that happened, um, you know, the, the screening by the Senate and all of the uh, Democrats were saying that Trump brought her in to destroy o Obamacare and that she was a shoe in for that. And here she voted to keep Obamacare. So mm. there you have it. Hmm. All right. Uh, what else uh, we got? I do not have anything else. I didn't even bring anything on the lighter side. I just kind of feel like BS in a bit. Okay. I did have one other one is um, the, uh, the cake maker in California. Remember that court case where he wouldn't actually sell a cake to uh, a, for gay a gay couple. wedding? Yeah. 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 
So um, apparently he's back in court. And uh, so he's an activist uh, uh, lawyer, actually, who is um, gay. She um, she wanted him to make a um, well, actually, it's a trans woman. She wanted him to make a um, sexual change coming out. Oh, dude, that was a setup. Like oh, absolutely, it was up. a setup, and yeah. um, and now this is a big court case that's happening. And uh, there was there's another case that's. I mean, this is all in the news right now. But one thing he says is asking me to draw on my creativity to communicate a message I believe is wrong. That's asking me to stop being me, to change my own relationship with the Lord, to deny the deepest convictions of my heart and pretend I haven't learned the most difficult lessons of my life or that I don't, that they don't matter. That's not something any person has the right to ask of another or a, or a, or command any government or command any government has the right to force one of its citizens to obey. All right, let's put the shoe on the other foot. And I still think this holds up though, but let's say that um, there's something of a gay community and somebody has the gay cupcake uh, stand. That's what it's called. Gay cupcake stand. Mm -hmm. And they will not sell to, or wait a minute, let's make it more. Let's make it more um, inflammatory. What if it was um, a black cupcake stand and mm -hmm. would only sell, oh, this kind of happened. Uh, and let's say that black people got 50% discount and uh but white people didn't how okay yeah. do they have a right to do, does that business owner have a right to do that i i personally think that that's discrimination well then that uh that guy that won't uh bake a cake for a gay couple is discrimination Yes. However, uh, religious freedom is protected under the First Amendment. Oh, that's um, so hypocritical, though. It's it, still hypocritical. It, it, it's it's the it's same thing. Racism is it's still not, discrimination. I, I understand your point. I understand your point. However, if you let's let's put the shoe on the other foot. Let's say, for instance, a customer uh, wanted you to uh, create a. Um, the communist manifesto or something that you completely dis detest. And, and you say, I can't do that. It's against all of my values. And they took you to court and said, Nope, we're forcing you to do this. Um, I, I, I think, I think that's really what the, uh, that's really what this is right here, but I totally get what you're saying. Um, there's a fine line there for sure. I think it's another slippery slope and life is full of them, you yeah, know, yeah. and uh, it comes back to free speech and how easily that gets uh, manipulated and soon we can find our way right out of it. You know, I think we're, I, I, it's pretty interesting what you're bringing up here, because I mean, we have a situation here with the, the, the vaccination and the masks and everything. And uh, what we're going to start seeing is denial of service because of either vaccination or non-vaccination. And I think that, that that's going to line up as a, uh, you know, is that discrimination or is that something protected by the law? And like you said, this is, a, this is a slippery slope right here. I don't have a clear answer on that. <clears throat> I don't either. I don't have a good answer. I, I know one thing is discrimination bad. Um, and I tend to want to err on the side of, no, we want to, we got to protect 
uh, against that. And at the same time, is there a time and place where you could you have to say, well, I can't do this because of my my values. And uh, can can bigotry be a value? Um, you know what I'm saying? Wow. And, and, yeah. and what, what 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 is the definition of bigotry when it comes to this? Mm-hmm. These are things that get worked out in the court system. But I I don't have a black or white answer on that. <laughs> black or white? I know. Uh, <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> right. A little a little off topic. I was just thinking about. So yesterday afternoon i had that call end of the end of the day with susan and the the client yeah we worked that out and i was like yeah i mean it's so good so good just uh a good guy a good company and with susan and everything we got another fun project like that and uh so i went on a little bike ride and found my way to lounge leo and little oh yeah your and, place uh, now ZZ and uh, and his brother were there. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, you know, I like talking with those guys, but I forget, man. I got to watch what I say. They're so far left. Oh, are they? Yeah. That's funny, man. Started talking about, oh, I'm so glad I don't have to wear this mask anymore. I'm so sick of these masks. And you you can't take that too far because then it was like well you know there's a time and place for these masks and if i'm doing this and going here and and i was like okay i forget but i did tweak them and i felt like i had a virtue signal just to get keep things on the rails you know i forget exactly what it was (laughs) that's funny i better pull my virtue signal out yeah you know (laughs) you you that's hilarious in little italy that that would be a, a thing you know, no, that's a really good point. No, yeah. you wouldn't think that. Not at all. My problem is, is I got comfortable. I'm just, yeah. BSing and I, you know, and I'm comfortable. You put your guard down. Yep. I brought my cart, my guard down. It, isn't that a shame? As it we is. talk about free speech, free speech, the subject needs to permeate every damn thing that we talk about. I mean, it's almost impossible not to. Because it's it, always under attack. The rights it are really under is. at all times. Don't at all times. And, mm-hmm. and and the thing is, it seems like a lot of people don't realize that that's what's happening. Nah. That's what's happening. And that's the trick. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, so yeah. Um, but, there was a note that uh, I, I had in my notes um, regarding that podcast with uh, Andrew Doyle on um on uh, Jordan Peterson's podcast that uh, he brought up, Andrew Doyle brought up about the neo-racism that is going on, that uh, was exemplified by a Brentwood school in California. They were segregating parents for parent-teacher conferences. Segregating parents? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So we can meet with white people and give them a snow job. And then we can meet with black people and tell them how we're doing critical race theory and all of this stuff. So this is what it's coming to. It's it's gotten absolutely ridiculous. Back to what you said is when the... uh, the people calling everybody racists are the ones that are actually doing the race. The yeah, this whole critical race theory thing is really ugly. A couple of things have come out here over the last uh, couple of weeks regarding that. One is that the, uh, the, the, the attack against people that are trying to eliminate critical race theory um, now. Oh, the racists. 
is that, wait a second, people attacking critical race theory aren't qualified. And have they read the leaders that have come up with critical race theory? Have they gone to college? Have they studied the classes? No, they have not done this. So they don't know know what they're talking about. So that's one way they're they're discrediting people out there on the critical race theory thing. Another thing is to say that they just deny that they're teaching critical race theory. No, we're not teaching critical race theory. So they want to call it something different or, or, and then the last one is that if we can't teach critical race theory, then we can't educate our students about slavery and the plight of black people. And and that's just a racist thing to try to eliminate our history from the, from the books, which nothing of the sort is happening here. Um, but, uh, but these are the attacks against the people who are trying to save their children really from, Mm -hmm. uh, from Mm -hmm. these schools. But it's not, as we've mentioned, it's not just happening in schools. It's happening in corporations. It's happening in our government. It's happening in our military. It's happening all around us, this indoctrination. And they're just saying that they're, they're just not doing it, Mm -hmm. but, um, but we're seeing that they are. Did you see the videos of what happened at a school system in Virginia this week, Barry? Uh, sounds familiar, but what? Oh my gosh. So here's what happened is, um, I'm trying to remember the name of the city in Virginia, but, uh, what, uh, Lawton, something like that. Anyway, yes. L- yeah. Lawtonville, I believe. Lawtonville. That's, that's I've it. I've seen those. Videos. Oh my yes. gosh. Well, so here, here they had it where the, the parents could come down and speak their mind, which they did. Yes, they did. Uh, I watched a lot of that. It was, it was great. I, mm-hmm. boy, these parents have come with armed with great information about mm-hmm. our history and how, how things are supposed to work. And they're, and they're, they're speaking it very succinctly. Of, yep. of course, they're very passionate about it because it's their kids for God. God's sakes. And uh, what happened in this particular meeting was that the, the school board didn't like what they were saying. They shut down the meeting, said that it was uh, an illegal gathering, brought the police in, and, and at least one person was was arrested. There was like a brawl that happened there and everything. Yeah. But, but this is it, is that back to free speech. We can't have, uh, we can't reason with each other anymore. We nope. can't, because one side it seems like it's always the same side, it which, is. by the way, I know that it's not always the same. Not side. always, no. But um, but it seems like it lately. And, the same kind uh, of that, trickery gets adopted by extremists. It, it does. It's, it's, it's like the same kind of cancel culture thing as I don't like what they're saying, so we're just going to shut yeah. this down. And anybody yeah. that's saying that's speaking their mind, we're going to have arrested. And that's what mm. they did. And that is crazy. That is- that sounds so third world. It, it sounds it like stuff that world. we read in history, you know, yes, about what yes. happened 200 years ago and stuff. Absolutely, man. But yeah, but yeah you we know, are living in a time. When I was working this weekend, well, I guess you didn't know. Last weekend, I was working with my brother again on the oh, cool. patio, putting in the planters, which I had a great time. I always have such a good time with him doing That's that. We cool. go out for beers. We so we're waiting for something. So we went uh, to a local bar restaurant and got an appetizer and a couple of beers. And we just started on this great conversation about how we're looking for places, possible retirement communities and stuff. And this took so this took place on the entire ride back. And now we're back working on the planters again. And and he's talking about how it, he went to the local fair in Leroy last weekend. And he starts saying these white people. And uh, 
oh man, when I hear somebody, a white person say white people, it like makes that. my stomach yeah. sink. It really does in my hey, mind too, Barry. Uh, and so he starts talking about, you know, I, we're looking to get out of here. There's not enough diversity and these white people that think this stuff and I'm just, oh my God. Okay. So, and then a year ago, my mother went to a black lives matters rally in Painesville and she says there were no black people there. And it's like, I just want to tell, they're just fed into the mainstream media. And I want to say, you, this is white guilt talking. You know what I mean? So the virtue signaling, because they have all this white guilt that they uh, be, are being fed. And because I told my brother. That is what it's all about. I agree. It but. is because it came up because I told my brother mm -hmm. that I'm looking for some a place as we get older, Lisa and I get older, that we are feeling safer because they don't understand. The heights, like many places like this, have gotten very violent. And mm -hmm. I mean, gun violence. Yes. Has increased dramatically. I'm reading about everywhere every day. Yes. Two streets away from me and stuff. So yeah, same. So I say this to my brother who doesn't understand where I live and what it's like. He lives out in white, white people, suburbia. Right. <laughs> and uh, they always have. And uh, he's so he's like, and I said, Nashville, I love the thought of Nashville so much. He's like, Oh my God, I couldn't go. That's how it came about. Well, it's like, you know, Leroy, all those white people at that fair. And I'm like, man, there's not just two extremes here. I said, you know, I Nashville to, uh, I was surprised was not a country bumpkin place at all. Not at all. Cosmopolitan, no. exactly. moderate, exactly. normal. It's a big city. Yeah. Yeah, I felt this. I feel the same about Florida. It's not a red. Sarasota is not a redneck place. It's no, just, not at all. It's just yeah. chill is all, yeah. how I describe that. Different from Nashville. Nashville, I describe as just cosmopolitan. Right. Smart, down to earth people. It is uh, it is not uh, not diverse. It, there's right. certainly diversity there. Absolutely. But there's just smarter uh, people. Normal it, mm -hmm. politics doesn't seem to be on everyone's mind at, at all there. It's uh, just feel, it feels comfortable. Yeah, uh, it's my point is people that see the extremes, these people that are actually living. Remember the story I told you about as soon as the Black Lives Matter stuff comes out, those people in white flight community of Bay Village go and Oh, yeah. Remember we watched that video? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was, that's just, they couple. found one black guy. They're all trying they to put their and they put him, him in the front. They put him in the front. <laughs> it's just, Oh, we got, we got a virtue really signal yeah. before they come and you know, we're all friends with John. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, come on, man. We just need to find what I'm looking for is a happy medium. I love the diversity of the Heights. I always did, but because of the, the, the social stuff taking place it's now violent it's well violent you know it's interesting barry i saw a video last night of this poor little girl that was standing at a podium i guess it was a school board meeting and she mm -hmm. was talking about how this whole um white fragility teaching she was white this had really had impacted her and then she actually was um uh, in the foster parent circuit her real parents were drug addicts and abusive and and she didn't have any place to live and now she's in the foster care program but she was saying that here this last these lessons that they're teaching her are showing that she's privileged yeah, and she's bad. Mm. And she's like, how could I be privileged? I'm, 
I, all these things have happened to me and you're trying to make me out to be somebody that I'm not. And, and it was really sad, but you know, I thought about that a lot. And There's I thought, another side you know, to it, the though. fact of the matter is, is that she is privileged. We're well, all privileged. Well, this is the, this is the problem, Barry. We live in this country. You mentioned it it's yourself. This is the only country where you can have free speech. Mm -hmm. This is the only country where you, where somebody like my father can be porn, born, porn, born into <laughs> poverty and, yes. and, and extreme yes. poverty where yes. when the, when snow comes down, snow comes into your house. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and here, this guy, sure. The American, the American dream was he available. wasn't allowed to go to school for two years until Brown versus Board of Education. Mm -hmm. Okay, that was bad, but that didn't hold him back. He ended up being a vice president of a Fortune 500 company. He was the only black president at that vice president at that company at the time. But he he blazed a trail for other people to follow, and he was he was able to do that. There's no other country where you can start at the bottom rung and 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 move up to the top rung so mm -hmm. i'm just saying that this is why all those people are coming across the border to come here because yeah. they know that this is the only place you can come and 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 and, and utilize your god-given talents and yeah. make something of yourself yeah. and so anyway i want to say though that there is another side to this we typically talk about this uh, frown on the white privilege thing, of course, and um, discrimination and all that. But, you know, I had happy hour last, I had a really fun happy hour with Irby last week. We oh, went cool. to Bourbon Street Barrel Room in Tremont, which has one of the best happy hours in all of Cleveland. I like Tremont. Yeah, yeah, it's, it was fun because it was a pretty crappy night. So, you know, we're not going to go down to East 55th. In fact, we're going to bypass happy hour, but we had talked about someday making it out there and it was the perfect day for it. But I don't remember what the conversation was about, how it came up, but I love talking to Irby one-on-one -on -one because I get so much insight. Um, he's real. he's always had one foot in uh, a really bad neighborhood of Cleveland and one foot on the other side because of his mother, his parents, um, sent him to a good school in the area, but boy, he grew up in a, a tough neighborhood. Uh, and um, he told me about how when he was in, I don't know if it was high school, elementary school, sound, middle school, sounded middle schoolish, but he said that, uh, for whatever reason, however this worked, he said, all these kids from like Geauga County in white man's suburbia came in and now we're all put together. And there was definitely a feeling of superiority by these white kids. And it was like, wow, that was eye opening to me. So think from his perspective, he's in a ghetto. It's, I'm just being serious. He's, he's in a ghetto in school. And for whatever reason, all these white kids are put in there with them and they feel uh, looked down upon. And I understand that. Yeah. And so if that's the way you were raised and that's what you saw and somebody starts talking about uh, systemic racism and white privilege, I now have a much better understanding and empathy. I totally get that too. And and going back to the story of my father, he grew up in West Virginia and they were the only black family down there. Mm -hmm. um, so he had the exact same kinds of pressures happening where he, they were superior to him mm -hmm. in, 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 but they weren't, you, you know what I mean? Like they could believe, they could believe that. Uh, but the fact is, is that 
uh, and there were systemic things that were against them. Absolutely. The, the bottom line is, is they weren't superior to him and that the laws that are in inside of our constitution, inside the Declaration of Independence, they applied to him. He he knew that he wasn't the guy that they were saying that they, he, they were superior to and nothing held him back. And that's what I'm saying is that if the country were really a country that were like every other country, not only would those people believe it, but there would be no way for him to advance himself. And that's where I'm trying to say is that while we have, we're always going to have this fight between haters and, mm -hmm. and non-haters and good and bad, the system itself, while not perfect, gives people a chance to succeed no matter what color they are. It that's does. why they're coming here. And that's why I'm saying mm -hmm. is that we're, we're all privileged just to be here. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't see, uh, I, I hate that privilege is being used as a weapon against a certain race. Uh, Agreed. I think that's just wrong. I'm just being. But I totally get what you're saying because um, it can be demoralizing. Oh, to absolutely. A great percentage of people, oh. and that does. But I'm not trying to discount that because I've run into and that I, myself. And Barry. we are in agreement too. If yeah. we if we change the conversation to, we understand that you feel that you are being looked down upon, but you have every chance available to you. Most people are actually rooting for you. Believe and I would also say this, that because of human nature, there's no way to eliminate that. People yeah. are going to look down on you or going to try to act superior. Right. That's part of the fallen world. We can't change that. The right. fact is that I'm trying to say is that when it comes to the truth of do we have privilege or not, I'm telling you that I I don't see I don't see where one person is more privileged than another person. I see where people can believe that, but I I just don't. That that was my point, and yeah. it can be very yeah. demoralizing, especially yes. if you come up from a family that is telling you that. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I can tell you that in my family, you know, uh, growing up, uh, my father had a lot of things that he had to overcome as a result mm -hmm. of growing up in that in yeah. that situation oh, yeah. and really tried to tell me how to think about that kind mm. of thing. And uh, but meanwhile, he was bitter about what happened yeah. to him. Yeah. And I remember thinking, you know, I can't I really can't think the way that you're thinking. Um, because well, the way he that, plays the path for you. It, he did. He did. He did. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And, and, and so I didn't have to think the way that right. he did to your point. Right. And, uh, so I was free from that, mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. but that did cause conflict between my father and I like, sure. like, I think from his point of view, he was happy that he was able to do that for me. Uh, but at the same time, uh, sometimes you'll never I know how hard it was. Yeah, I couldn't uh, see it his way. He would yeah. be angry with me about that. I understand. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I get it. But I don't. That, I but can't. That's why we celebrate. That, but I can sympathize with. That's that. why we yeah. celebrate him still to this day. Is because he, he blazed his he way. He really through. did. We do understand. Yeah. yeah. With that, we should park. We should wrap it up. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> I like the I like that conversation at the end. Though. Me too. Me too. Good stuff, right. Barry. Today yeah. you brought it, man. Once again, Thanks, dude, you did too. I, I like the stuff about spoke a whole bunch. I think it's very inspiring for all of us, and bring more of it. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. You, you know, it. like as you're going through your week, it's like now nah, this is a, like you just did. This is an experience I need to share because 
uh, we did well, this I, so right. And I can tell you that as business is picking up, because it just hasn't been a whole lot to talk about. Right. As business is picking up, which is happening, we'll have more stories. I can't wait. I can't wait to talk to you again. Man, right have on, a good week. You weekend. too, Barry. You Love too, you, brother. Love you okay. too, man.